0: Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm
1: Craig. And, and we, we just watched
0: Coherence.
1: Well, it's true. We did watch Coherence. This was young Kia's choice. Kia? Yes. Why don't you tell us why you chose, a co- oh, excuse me, Coherence?
2: Well, we had seen the movie, I guess, a couple years back, probably. And I liked it, so I wanted to pick it.
1: Fair enough, uh, good choice. I think it's a very underseen film. It's not on a lot of people's radar, and it's readily available right now. It's on Amazon Prime. So, who wants to try to give us a brief synopsis of this film?
2: Um, I could just re- I just googled it and just read it. I guess this is the description off of IMDb, okay, or somewhere. Um, and it just says, eight friends at a dinner party experience a troubling chain of events due to the malevolent influence of a passing comet.
1: Okay. That's pretty yeah. much it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Jeff, mm-hmm. I'm going to single you out.
2: <laughs> what okay. were
1: your thoughts <laughs> on occurrence? I assume this was your first time watch. Uh,
0: yeah. Never even heard of it before. I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was when it first started, you know, it was like, it's kind of shot in a found footage style almost, Uh, Mm -hmm. very shaky kind of camera and quick cuts. And then there's like the people talk very naturally, like they're kind of talking over each other like you would do in real life, you know. And uh, they're just kind of talking about like relationship stuff and all this. And I was just like, where is this going? Like, I was like, I wonder, like, because I know that you kind of gave like a brief kind of synopsis last time about a comet or something, and I, I'd, like, forgotten about it, and I was like, I don't even remember, like, what this is about. I just want to go in cold, you know? Mm. And I'm glad I did, because it, um, it was fun to watch it kind of unfold, and uh, I, I really liked it a lot. Uh oh, it's yay. It's, like, right up my alley. It's, like, a really cool kind of sci-fi mystery.
1: It, um, it's funny that you say that, Jeff, because right before Kia and I started watching watching it again last night for the podcast... She mentioned how you picked um, very early on in Half Ass Horror Cast history. You picked, uh, was it? Oh, God, the one with Duplass and. Yeah, the um, one I love. The one I love, right. Yeah. And it kind of has similar, like, I don't want to say story at all, but like themes are kind of similar, right? And the book is a little bit, like, there's some parallels between the two. Um, I do want to say real quick before we really get into it. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie yet, please stop listening to us and go watch the (laughs) movie because there's no way to really discuss it without really giving away a lot of the twist. And like Jeff just mentioned, it's best going into this cold because Kia and I watched it for the first time also knowing very little about it. I mean, so that's definitely a way to see this is not, you know, just let yourself, let your guard down and kind of have an open mind and check out a very low budget, but well done movie. Um, but anyway, continue, Jeff, if you had anything else to say, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get that out there before
0: Yeah, it's uh I thought of that that too when I was watching it. I thought of the one I love. Uh not that they're the same story or anything like that, but there's there's something about kind of the tone and kind of the weirdness of it and just kind of and it, it, I I love movies like that that kind of start off they seem like they're going to be one type of movie and then become a different type of movie at a certain mm-hmm. point or like they're very grounded in what seems like reality and then it shoots off into this like kind of science fictiony thing, but it makes right. it more believable. You know,
1: it's, it's funny. Uh, it, I think this would have worked really well as a twilight zone episode, like a reboot, uh, y- oh, you know, yeah. the modern twilight zone. I think a, a 45 minutes, you know, 60 minute version of this would have been really, really well done, um, for that type of format. Yeah. Kia, you want to give us some thoughts on the film?
2: Um, I mean, I think the first time we saw it, it sounded interesting and we picked it because, um, it had Nicholas Brendan in it and he was Xander on Buffy. And so I really like him. Yeah. So I think we first time around we really liked it. And second time around, I really liked it too. I mean, I just thought, I don't know. I like the acting and that it was very natural and how mm. you told me that it wasn't. Really, really scripted. I guess they kind of just like set the scene and kind of let people just kind of riff. Yeah. And that's if that's true, then I, I guess that's why it comes across so natural. Like this really just seem it. It really seems like these are just eight people, eight real friends at a dinner party. and You're just kind of sitting in on it, and um, I don't know. It just seemed very pleasant when it first happened. <laughs> it's like oh, I want to be friends with them. Yeah. Too.
1: This is like very homey and yeah, it's all yeah.
2: comfortable and cozy <laughs> and.
1: Yeah, it's like a nice house, but it's a not nice like house. extravagant yeah. or anything. They're so just, it's, it these seems are like just a real regular group people. of people. Everyone's
2: yeah. not like a supermodel. There's like one lady that looks like a, like she could be a model. <laughs> mm. But everyone else is just they're just regular normal looking people. Right. So attractive,
1: but attractive, yeah, not but right.
2: Yeah, just regular normal
1: people. Um th- th- this is actually the house of the director, uh, James oh. Ward Byrkit. Byrkit?
2: Byrkit. Which I just looked him up and he's he directed um, *Rango* animated film, remember? And um, or wrote it, and he was a conceptual artist on the first three films of *Pirates of the Caribbean*. So that's pretty. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think uh, legit. I noticed *Baby Driver* also on his uh, resume too on his IMDb as a some kind of storyboard type hmm. artist or something. So.
2: And then the lady that played Nicholas Brendon's. Wife,
1: Mike so Nicholas, Brendan, yeah.
2: and his wife, their characters are Mike and Lee. They're hosting this party, so it's their house. Mm-hmm. And again, Craig told me, because I did no research for this, um, Craig told me that she directed, wrote and directed, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, and... Uh, wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and also wrote and directed Hustlers, which is a pretty... I haven't seen it, but when it came out, it was a pretty big Oh, yeah, it was a big deal. Jennifer Lopez and other people who I don't remember. But um, so she's also big time. And then the first time I watched this movie, the character... What's her name? Beth. Mm -hmm. um, Who's also a friend at the house, the lady with the short blonde hair. Craig noticed her and said that she was in a Highlander Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back back in the day, there was that TV show Highlander, and she was a reoccurring character that got her own spin-off called The Raven. And uh, that it, I think that lasted like one season. Um, but she looks really similar. She has She's aged, obviously. I mean, it's yeah. 20 years on, but uh, she had the same hairstyle and, you know, same look and everything. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, the characters in this movie, they're all artists... Or, kind of like Silicon Valley type characters. Like, they're they're in programming, and I think one's kind of a professor, Uh, the bald guy, seems to be some sort of well to do, you know, smart guy. But most everyone else is uh, some kind of artist, uh, you know, ballet dancer, or uh, Nicholas Brendan is an actor. You know, we kind of get those kind of vibes from these people. And uh, I think that part of it is about, you know, this it's kind of like uh, toxic friendships a little bit, right? Because, like, they're they you know they're around the table, and you just get this feeling that there's, like, you know, people are kind of taking jabs at each other without yeah. openly saying it, you know, sometimes. Yeah. It's a little, I don't well, know. Well, there's
2: the tension of... Because there's some... A lady, is her name Lee? There's so many names in this. Um,
1: Lori. Lori, yeah. who
2: gets invited to this party and she is the ex she also dated one of the friend's boyfriends who's also at the party so there's this tension already there and so there's you know when they're around the table some people are kind of giving side glances Mm -hmm. and then she i don't know there's there's tension already there amongst the friends so when the comet happens those tensions get even more heightened i guess
1: oh yeah Yeah. i mean and, and definitely one of the big story arcs is you know our lead character is m uh you know she's kind of the, the female lead of this and a story we find out very early on about her is how she was uh, developing her own show or whatever a dance routine show i don't know how what's that's actually called um and a big league producer picked it up and appointed uh, a, a name dancer in the lead instead of m who created it anyway uh <laughs> The uh, but M, M you know she she made this show and a producer put a big lead into it and said hey you know M you can be the the second if she drops out you you know you'll get to be the lead uh, you'll be the understudy basically and M kind of waited around and didn't really know if she wanted to do that or not got kind of upset about it and then eventually they just replaced her with someone else as uh, the understudy so she didn't get any job out of it basically. And then, inevitably, the understudy got to be the lead. Uh, the big star left, and the understudy got to be the big lead in this uh, project that went over really, really well. And now that dancer is, like, this huge international star. And M could have done that if she had just not been indecisive, right? And she had just made a decision. Um, so that's kind of something that comes in later in the film. Um, but they set that up really well, I think. And you, that She's really the only super well-rounded character that you know a little bit about, Um Although Nicholas Brendan, you find out later, is a recovering alcoholic.
2: <laughs> Mike <laughs> yeah. Mike
1: has some issues.
2: So Well, the tension with that is that M and her boyfriend, there's so many names, I don't remember. M and her boyfriend Kevin and then Lori. And Lori used to date Kevin. So when this dancing story comes out, mm. um Lori's all like, Oh, so this other lady, she basically has the life that should be yours or something like yeah. that. And it's just yeah. it's just kind of
1: she she knows what she's doing like she's she's trying to make it sound innocent and just like oh i'm just thinking out loud but she knows she's digging into her and yeah yeah yeah. Um, taking her down a peg so
2: i will say that my favorite part in the movie is when they're they're at this dinner table and they're talking and that lori girl asks mike played by nicholas brendan what he does for a living and he says he's an actor and that he was on roswell and you know blah, blah, blah. And I just thought that was really cool because obviously he was on Buffy and Buffy and Roswell were kind of on around the same time. So I just, as a Buffy fan, when he said that, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's like, if you know who he is, then that's a much deeper reference than just He's playing like an Elseworld
1: version of himself. And then, you know, like if you're a fan of uh, Nicholas Brendan, unfortunately he's had a lot of substance abuse issues over the years so it's it's very telling that his character is worried about um uh, you know becoming like overdoing it and becoming violent and because he has those issues in real life so it's a very you know on the nose performance in some cases um and very real because of it probably
2: Well, there's a comet that's on its way called Miller's comet so everyone's kind of sitting around the dinner table just kind of talking about it and what might happen when the comet passes and what's happened in other locations in the past when there's been a comet and oh well the first thing that happens with this comet is that when the movie opens Emma is on the phone with her boyfriend Kevin and her phone just cracks like got him nowhere mm. so that's the first sign that something's amiss and then another character's phone, uh, Hugh his his phone also cracks, so that's mm. the first thing, so everyone's kind of like, "Okay, well, that's different." And so when they're around the table, Hugh mentions that his brother, who lives someplace else, is also into comets and
1: It's like a physicist or something, yeah, yeah.
2: and told him like, if anything strange happens, just let me know." So once Hugh says that, everyone's like, "What do you mean?" They get mm. kind of makes them a little worried and then and the lights go out Yeah. and then that's when everything kind of yeah and you know, internet's starts. down
1: phones aren't really working yeah. um, and it looks like the entire block that they live on is this pitch darkness right except for one house still has its lights on walking so around. while the
2: comet is in the air there's something called decoherence which I'm not gonna go into because it <laughs> involves quantum physics and I don't understand it but I think the gist is that while the comet's in the air these ultimate realities are all kind of together, mm. and so when they, they go out, elbows, you know. when they go out into the neighborhood, they mention this really dark spot that's darker than all the other spots. And if you go through that spot, then you could come up, come out in a different reality. Yep. You don't know,
1: and they don't speculate on that until well after they've gone outside at least once, maybe twice. Right. At that point, they come
2: across a book that was going to be sent to that guy's brother, who's a physicist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they discover that term decoherence, and so once a comet so once a comet passes, then I guess it goes back to coherence, which is when you're just kind of stuck in whatever reality you're in at that time. so whenever they leave the house, at some point they realize we don't know which house we're going back to when we all look the same, yeah. and so I guess the first sign that something is kind of different is that. The people that we start out with, when they go out into the world, they have blue glow sticks. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, there's two other figures, the characters of Hugh and Amir, and they have red glow sticks. And that's when we kind of realize, okay, we're finally seeing alternate reality people now. Yeah. So, and then it kind of gets a little confusing, but the the gist is that there's just a lot of realities Yeah, so we don't know which one we're seeing. Yeah, because it's
1: uh, you know they they make an idea that like every little like a flip of a coin creates an alternate reality. So yeah, when Mike brings out the glow sticks and they're red and blue ones, uh, he's like, you know, which ones do you guys want to use? You know, because he's kind of bringing them out almost like a party favor. It's not like a serious thing. Like we need glow sticks, you know. Uh, And everybody's like, yeah, blue. Let's do blue. And the red box is sealed. So yeah, when it's revealed that another those other two characters have red ones, it's like they're definitively other, like they're from somewhere else now because they they didn't have access to the red glow sticks. Um, I think you did a really good job, Kia, setting up everything there. Yeah.
2: When, I, when we were watching the movie, I paused it, and I was like, Craig, I think you should lead the discussion because it's a, <laughs> it's confusing. But then once you get – it's really not confusing. It's just the point is that there's just a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: well, and there's I, even one point where they they realize – like, w- well into the movie, when all eight of them are there, they realize, b- because they, they made that box of alternate, it's like, hey, this is home base. In this box, we're going to put a coaster in here. And that, that's, you just remember, in this box, in this house, mm-hmm. it's a coaster. If it's something else, if it's a paddle or a knife or whatever, it's a different house. Yeah. And uh, they open up this box, they're talking about it and everything, and of the eight people in the room, only two are original Everyone else is mix and match. Really? They're like, it was a paddle in my reality. It was this in my reality. Like they yeah. all realize that they're all, it's not even two or three alternate ones. It's, it's like everyone, big. every yeah, time they went up.
2: outside, they ended up someplace else.
1: Theoretically, basically. right.
0: Yeah. She so made the, she made a, an analogy that every time they went through that dark spot, it was like a roulette wheel of like hundreds of different realities. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Cause they were like, well, we'll just go back through it and we'll go back to our own reality. And it's like, there's no way of knowing if you'll get back to your own reality, if you'll go to some one of thousands of other ones.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I think ultimately the 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 main the main lady, her name M, she at some point is just like this is messed up, we're all jumbled. I'm just gonna leave because I think all her friends start arguing, mm. and I think in her mind she's like, I'm gonna find the reality that looks the best. So she goes to, like, various houses. I guess she just goes through this dark spot multiple times, and she sees people arguing. At one point, she sees Mike, who's Nicholas Nicholas Brennan's character, and another Mike tied up in a chair, which, by the way, that's Nicholas Brennan's actual twin brother because they used him also in a Buffy episode. Um, mm. And I, it's funny because I guess he's just a normal guy, and every now and then they're like, we need you to just come into this <laughs> Acting. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and so she finds one house, which I'm assuming no one has left this house because everyone's acting normally.
1: Yeah, there's one house that has their shit together. Their yeah. lights
2: are still on. Mm-hmm. Everyone's peaceful. For all, they, for all we know, they've never walked outside because, and they're happy. And she sees herself in this house, her another self. And she's like, I'm going to stay in this house. So she comes up with a plan to basically lure them outside so she can attack her alternate self and get rid of her. And then she can join these people. Um, so it's weird because all throughout the movie, you're kind of rooting for the original people. Mm. And I think you're also rooting especially for M because I think she's kind of the main character. And then she does this horrible thing.
1: Well, and it ties back in with this idea that she is indecisive, right? That, yeah. th- so now she's like, I, you know, I got to make a choice here because I got to end up in the best version of myself reality or I'm damned. Probably. And she also
2: wants to end up in the reality where her and her boyfriend are in a good relationship. Because mm. I think in the original reality... And in some other realities that she's seen, they're kind of on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so when she goes to this nice lit-up house and they're all cozy on the couch, she's like, okay, everyone's happy. Me and my boyfriend are still together and we're fine. So I'm going to get rid of this alternate me and take over this one's life.
1: It, And uh, she's not terribly good at killing people. She's which- <laughs> not.
2: And her alternate self is very resilient and has a strong will to live yeah. because <laughs> she... Yeah, she survives two attacks, yeah. I think. The original M hits her in the head, what we, what I call the original M, hits her in the head with like a toilet seat tank cover. Right. And puts her in the bathtub. And I was like, how is this going to work? Like, how is she going to at some point get the body out of there?
1: Yeah, I don't know what, what her plan was, but she passed out for some reason. So I guess they, yeah. we never get to see the other half of what she may have decided to do later. I guess that was a nice way to kind of well, hand wave that, you know.
2: Well, she passes out and then she wakes up in the morning, and basically her boyfriend is like, "Is everything okay?" Blah blah blah. Mm. And his phone rings, and it's I'm assuming the M that's in the bathtub. Oh yeah. So she he gets <laughs> and the, and then he looks at her and then he realizes something's there's two of a there's two of them, and for all we know that might be the first time he's that's even dawned on him because. They've been inside this house.
1: Yeah, this group didn't really get into it for some reason. Yeah. Um, so anyway, which kind of sucks. Very <laughs>
2: confusing to talk about, but when when you watch it, it's not as confusing. Mm-hmm. Once you get past like the the quantum physics description and terminology, it's just alternate realities, basically. It's um, almost like um, it's almost feels like it could have been a play mm. where it's just dialogue driven and. It just takes place, for the most part, in like two rooms. Mm-hmm. Like the living room and the kitchen are like the main two rooms. And then every now and then they go outside. So this totally could be a stage play. But it wasn't boring like some movies that are based on plays can be because it's just people talking all the time. Mm. You kind of really have to... It either have to, has to be really great acting for it just to not... Just kind of be people talking nonstop. <laughs> It's kind of open-ended. It's like, where do they go from here? Mm. There's now two of these people that exist, which is not supposed to happen, which is why um, at some point it's revealed in the middle of the, in the movie. I don't know if it's from the guy's physicist's brother or if it was in that physics space book that they had, but it's kind of revealed that while the comet is, is traveling, you're supposed to, you should stay inside. Mm. And that's revealed to us after they've already gone outside. So once that's revealed, it's kind of like, well, it's too late for them. So this never should have happened. There should never have been two people stuck in the same reality. And so now there is. So how does that work? Who gets to live her life? And she can never have these friends again. The M that tried to kill the other M. She can't just hang out with these people again because she's not their M. So now she's lost her life and she's lost her friends. Mm. Where does she go from here? It's kind of interesting. She's going to have to try to kill this girl again, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she she should just, like, make, make nice with them. Like, you don't never get... or No, she probably just runs from that moment, right? Like, after the boyfriend... The but she boyfriend. can't live
2: her life, though. That's
1: what I'm saying, though. They have she the runs. same number.
2: They have the same... Starts or, a new life. <laughs> they have the same social security number. They have the same address. She has to... Yeah, she has to have a new identity.
1: I I think what she did was she just... In that moment, the very, the punch out moment, she just ran. She's like, fuck it. And ran, runs away. Uh, and then like a couple days later with, she just goes and kills her again. Like she definitively kills her and then replaces her. She's like, okay, now I have a real plan. I'm going to, this is how I'm going to get rid of the body. This is how I'm going to kill her for real. And then I'm just going to quietly become her and no one will ever know.
0: She goes out to the woods and digs a deep grave. Yes. And, uh... <laughs>
2: I think it's that lady's resilient. She's going to somehow still come back.
0: I feel like I missed
1: something there, Jeff. Deep grave.
0: What? It's a Norm MacDonald oh. reference in one of his uh, oh. stand-up no. acts. He's talking about how <laughs> uh, murderers will kill someone and put them in a shallow grave. He's like, if I killed someone, I would first dig a deep grave. <laughs> 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 yeah, I knew I missed something there.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, Jeff, what do you you guys ready to grade it? Is sure. That okay?
0: Yeah.
1: Jeff, what are you give um, it?
0: I'll give it an A minus.
1: A minus.
2: Nice.
1: Hundred percent agree. That's where I'm going to give it as well.
2: What's the minus for?
0: Because it's not my all time favorite movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, a
1: and A pluses are just reserved for movies that I'm going to revisit over and over again, and you know they're definitively top tier movies. I thought this was great, and I would totally recommend it to someone, especially if they wanted to see something a little different, off the beaten path. You know what I mean? But I don't know that I'll like throw it on like like oh I'm drawing right now. Let's throw on inco or I almost said incoherence oh, no. coherence.
2: Yeah, I will. I give it. I'm going to give it a solid A because. Yeah, I just, liked, I just liked the acting. You're kind of thrown immediately into these people's lives. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, the, the idea of these alternate realities. I looked it up to see if that was like a real thing. <laughs> so yeah, an A.
1: Fair enough. Big time recommendation from the half-assed horrorcast kids. Coherence. Check it out on Amazon Prime.
0: I'm Jeff.
2: I'm Kia.
1: And I'm Craig. And And we we just reviewed
0: Coherence. It is time once again for...
2: Know anything about this quiz? Yes. All I know is that Craig said, "What did you say? There will be bloodshed." There
1: is going to be blood. This is going to be a very controversial. <laughs> Which I'm going to
2: predict that that means I'm going to lose.
1: This, we like to do horror trivia. We've we've taken a little break from it because I, I had to re, I had to get my juices back, my mojo back for to, for creating these uh, trivia um, events, and. I came upon the most original trivia idea.
0: <laughs> it's going
1: to blow both your minds and our listeners' minds. So buckle up. Buttercup. We're going to play a little Name That Tune.
2: Oh, yay! Horror
1: themes. Okay, so I am going to play on my iPad.
2: Frenzies.
1: Horror themes I've ripped off from YouTube. So there are going to be ads because I don't have the fancy YouTube or any blocking <laughs> device or anything like that. So just power through with me. I'm going to play a tune for you. You have 20 seconds to guess.
2: 20 seconds? Yes. That's if you can't
1: guess it in 20 seconds, the other person can sweep in for a steal. Okay? Yeah. Does that make I sense? 20
0: seconds is pretty long.
2: That's pretty long.
1: Well, yeah. I think... Once you get into the game, oh, you got, oh, oh okay. Do you guys want to lower it to 10 seconds? Yes. Because you guys are going to be pissed at 10 seconds, but oh, we'll okay. do it. okay. Because I... it takes, a, themes, it takes a second for them to really hook in we Well, start sometimes. it in like the middle. Oh, my God. You two <laughs> divas. All right. Fair enough.
2: Have Ten... you ever seen Name That Tune? <laughs> No, (laughs) exactly.
1: Okay. Listen, I said I was going to blow your mind. Already, you guys are both upset. (laughs) Um, So, who wants to go first? I just I want to ask who wants to go first, so I'm not accused of rigging it or anything like that.
2: I think we we both want to go first. Why don't we? Why don't you think Kira can go first? Oh, okay.
1: There you go. So, (laughs) ladies
2: first.
1: Do we want to establish the point system? Sure. Still going? Oh, go ahead.
2: Is it the same, like if I get it the first time, two points? Right. And if Jeff steals it from me, one point or two points?
1: We'll do one point for a steal.
2: Or we can do two points for a steal since it's not multiple choice. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. That might be what does it end for me.
1: Um, (laughs) Are we going to have an option for, you know, let's say you answer and you're incorrect, and then Jeff comes in and gets the point that way? Mm-hmm. is there any difference or is it just going to be two points regardless?
2: I thought we just had two points. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Since there's no we multiple had all... choice, right? No. Okay. No, 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 there's no, I'm not going to give you any options. You're just going to hear the song. Okay. Okay. All then. All right. You're going first Kia.
2: Mm-hmm. How many of these are there? Uh, 20. Oh, wow. Okay. You yeah, only might need 20 seconds. Is this all horror movies?
1: Yes. Hey, okay. it's been 20 seconds.
2: Oh, okay.
1: You Do you have a it. guess? You can. Just... You want me to stop it? is that what you're saying
2: yeah if it's already been 20 seconds then stop all right because okay. that would be fair enough because i would I'll just sit like here 40 and just keep, seconds <laughs> i would just keep sitting here and listening to it um i have no idea i'm just gonna say saw
1: incorrect jeff Maybe. do you have a guess
0: uh is it the crow
1: incorrect oh. it was for the movie we just talked about coherence no, no. wow guys i
2: knew and okay. I was like, I like that, that music too, damn. So
1: there are a few tougher ones in here, but if you're on your game,
2: I can't believe that's no from excuses. the movie. I like I liked that song,
1: damn it. Okay, Jeff, it's that your lame. turn.
2: Lame, lame, lame. That's an ad.
1: Yeah, it's an ad, sorry. <laughs> okay.
0: I know this. um can you pause it 20 seconds yes um god i know this i've just i feel like i just heard this recently was this the last movie we did was this piranha no uh is that your guess no that was a joke i know this. hang on (laughs) i can't think of it i know i know i know i've seen whatever movie this is though so i'll have to pass
1: Fair enough, Candyman. Kia. It is the original Candyman theme.
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah, is, uh, I, I just watched that like a week ago.
1: <laughs> this is um, Helen's theme is the title, and and I should uh, point out this isn't always the main theme. It's just recognizable themes mm-hmm. from these movies or songs in some cases. Okay,
2: oh, that's a good song. Yeah.
1: I okay. Like this game. Okay. Kia, you ready?
2: Yes. 28 days later? You are correct. Nice. Also, a great song.
1: Okay, Jeffrey, here you go. 20 seconds jeff you have a guess
0: no (laughs) um i guess i'm not good at movie scores Uh, if we
1: do this again maybe i'll come up with multiple choices because this this seems tough Uh, uh, go ahead
0: uh is this a movie i've seen yes okay 100 Mm -hmm. Uh, trick or
1: treat incorrect kia do you have a guess
2: rosemary's baby
1: that is correct which we did for the podcast that's right check it out All right, Kia, next up? Yes. Kia, yeah, have a guess.
2: Um, the Omen?
1: That's incorrect. Jeff, you would to try to steal?
0: Um, trying to think of movies we've done. Uh, now it's not
1: necessarily one we've covered. Oh. That would have been good if I'd done that, though.
0: Uh, <laughs> the Boy.
1: <laughs> a good guess. No, uh, the uh, Poltergeist, the original oh. Poltergeist. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh. Okay, I've, I've lost, it's Jeff's turn, correct? Yes. Okay, Jeff, here's yours.
0: <laughs> All right. I know this one, and I I cannot think of it uh sinister
1: incorrect good guess kia
2: is it get out incorrect oh it's us. very close damn it i can't remember which one it was
1: that is uh the anthem from us dang it that's the title okay kia yes you ready <laughs> okay. What? What you got for that us? wasn't
2: remotely recognizable. Guess it up. I don't, I, I don't even remember what it sounded like. Um. <laughs> uh. Prom night. I have no idea.
1: Incorrect. Jeff, you have a guess for a steal? People under the stairs? incorrect what was that piranha <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter we if just had- guess that one guys I mean we just we just did that one
1: alright Jeff it's your turn you ready
0: sure oh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
1: All right, that's all you get.
0: uh, Is it Night of the Creeps? Incorrect.
2: Oh, Oh my gosh. Lost Boys? Incorrect. What is that? That sounds familiar, too.
0: When
1: in the end, Teen Wolf.
2: Oh, man. Mm. All
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kia, you ready?
2: Yeah. Dracula?
1: That's correct. (laughs) Swan Lake, which is considered the main theme for Dracula and The Mummy, which you could have guessed either one. Okay. All right, Jeff. This is uh,
2: is what you're going to get for sure.
1: All right. (laughs)
0: sounds
2: like a horror movie to me
1: very famous one hmm
0: a nightmare on elm street
1: oh jeff
0: (laughs) i have no clue
1: kia what do you got
2: you said a famous one very famous halloween
0: I've never night, baby. Baby. i never seen
2: Prom Night, You know what? I oh, yeah. should know. Oh, Jeff just
1: revealed he'd never seen Prom Night. You got, you got to check oh. that one out at some point, Jeff. Actually, one.
2: the second one is Yeah, the
1: second one is, is really is good, better. too. Uh, so, yes, the main theme from Prom Night. Kia.
2: I should know that because at, at that particular prom, that is the only song they play. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like hardcore disco, even though it's the 80s already. It's, it's like very antiquated music. Okay. All right, Kia, you ready?
2: Yeah. Oh, Scream. Classic.
1: All right. <laughs> Jeff, here we go. <laughs> you got one? I know this. All right.
2: I, I, now, for the record, I already gave Jeff two points for this Because I'm assuming <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, you don't have to tell me the exact track title Just what movie it's from
0: Right, I, uh, I, know, I know the music I've heard it before It's a very famous one Yep I'm drawing a blank uh, Is it Jaws?
1: Oh, incorrect Good guess, but incorrect Halloween? Yep it's uh the shape stalks. It's like when he's out, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It really it, honestly, you probably would have gotten it if it was a little bit further in because it's
0: Yeah, I definitely would have got that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: All right, Kia, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm. Kia, you have a guess.
2: Familiar. Monster Squad? Incorrect.
1: Hmm. Jeff?
0: Um, I'll say The Wolfman. Oh, ah,
1: incorrect. It's Army of Darkness. Oh.
2: Oh. It sounded, I was gonna guess Cape <laughs> Fear, but. Oh, yeah. I'm, it,
0: it, I'm like terrible with scores, unless it's like E.T. or Star Wars. Well, <laughs> and, and <laughs> honestly,
1: next, if we do this again, maybe I'll, I'll sync them where they're in more iconic moments, because I'm starting them from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be messing it up a little bit. Okay, Jeff, you ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Beetlejuice.
2: Correct. What no the one. heck? How do you get that? <laughs> Good grief. Can you just play more of that one? Sure.
0: Well, that's how Beetlejuice opens, and I've seen that movie like three million times.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we have the Beetlejuice vinyl, and that doesn't sound familiar. That is not... <laughs> Is, it, is that the one that's like, da, da, Yeah, I think it, oh, it gets okay. into
1: that at some point, yeah. Yeah, when all like, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, you're right. If it started up with da, da, I would That's like I mean, my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Kia, you ready?
2: Yeah. Exorcist. Incorrect. Very
1: close, Jeff. Do you have a guess? Uh, uh, The Omen. Correct. Wow. And I've never
0: even seen that movie. It was a total (laughs) guess. I also
2: guessed that
1: one. All right, Kia. Oh nope. No.
2: Going to Jeff. Yeah.
1: All right. Here we go, Jeff.
2: I know this wedding.
0: Uh, It's The the Guest.
2: Correct. That's a great song.
1: Annie. Antonio. Kia? Yep. Here you go. Y'all ready?
2: Psycho. Incorrect. What? Jeff. That's not Psycho? Incorrect. You tricked me. Hang on. Ugh, she kept listening.
1: You have a guess.
0: Psycho 2?
1: <laughs> incorrect. Oh. Reanimator. Oh. It's a very infamous... I stole yeah, Psycho 2. It's, sure. it's like one of those things <laughs> where the composer was like, I uh, liberally paid homage <laughs> Okay So that was a little bit of a trick I'm sorry Jeff you ready? Any guesses, Jeff?
0: Trick or treat?
1: Incorrect. Good Uh. guess. Kia? Is it Ghoulies 2? That is correct. (laughs) Scream until you like it by Wasp from Ghoulies 2. All right. Kia, it's your turn.
2: never-ending story incorrect
0: (laughs) jeff is it gremlins
2: that is correct
0: yeah all
1: right this is the last one worth 25 points no what (laughs) jeff here you go Got any
0: guesses, Jeff? (laughs) And I've seen this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I think so. Maybe not. I guess there's a chance you haven't seen it. It's a hallmark of horror, though.
0: The Invisible Man.
1: (laughs) Incorrect. Kia, do you have a guess?
2: A hallmark of horror?
1: Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) A
2: hallmark of horror. Um... (laughs) Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Aw, good
1: guess, but no. (laughs) It's Midnight, The Stars, and You. What the... It closes Uh out The Shining. It's like the song that's playing as they zoom in on the the, picture picture at the end.
2: I thought that was the name of the movie. I was like, what
1: the fuck is Midnight of... (laughs) From 1976? Yeah, it's just some random thing. All right. Kia, who won? (laughs) Gee, I wonder. Who won, Kia?
2: I did. Score of 8 to... 14.
1: Oh, slam. Yes. <laughs> Onyx style. All like up it. in Jeff's face. I
2: like
1: this. <laughs> All right. Kia, the winner of Half-Ass Horror Trivia. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, guys. I'm Felicia Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Half-Assed Horror Cast. Oh, yeah.
0: Meet me at the waterfront after the social. Ah! 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 Turn it! Turn the wheel! <laughs> oh my god!
2: Sleep away, Camp.
1: You won't be coming home. Next segment is What's Making Us Scared. This is when we share things with our listeners that we're excited about in the horror community. Although sometimes it might be other things, things that are actually making us scared or annoyed. <clears throat> Who wants to kick it off?
2: I will. Okay. I can. Let's do it. Um, so I am no longer recommending things that I haven't seen or read. I'm going to wait till <laughs> I read or see them. <laughs> I will say I recommend it Chapel Wait, and I stick by that. That's the yeah. one that's based on Stephen King's story, Jeruz- uh, Salem's Lot, right? Jer-
1: Jeruz- Jerusalem's, Jerusalem's Lot. Lot, a prequel to Salem's Lot.
2: Okay. Uh, With Adrian Brody, um, I will stand by that one. I'm really liking that one. I think that's one of my favorite new shows. Um, But I'm also recommending the movie Malignant, um, which is on HBO Max. We watched that uh, a week ago, and I really liked it. I kind of said it was, before I watched it, I think the trailer um, kind of hinted at at like an imaginary friend type thing, so I, I, I... I said it was like a horror Drop Dead Fred, if you've ever seen Drop Dead Fred. Um, But this is a horror, and um, I really like it. It's set in Seattle, which I think is a different setting um, for a horror movie. Mm. Um, And I thought it was really cool, because I'm not spoiling anything, but one part of the movie, they um, are showing uh, uh, the underground, the haunted Seattle tour or whatever, where they tour the underground Seattle yeah, and both, a
1: whole city they built on top of, yeah.
2: Yeah, and both Craig and I have done that, obviously, at different times. We've both been to Seattle, and we both did that, so that was really cool. I was like, I was there. I mm. was, you know, so oh. anyway, good horror movie. I liked it. Um, so it's Malignant. It's on HBO Max, yeah. and I think it's James a James Wan. Yes, it
1: is a James Wan movie. After joint, a huge um, success like Aquaman, he kind of did his... I guess what you call it, like dream project, passion yeah. project type of deal.
2: What I like about James Wan is that when he does horror movies, I I do think he does different type of horror movies. They're outside the box a little bit, and I think this is this is one of them. So
1: okay, Malignant HBO Max recommended by Kia. Um, I'm gonna go next. I am picking the 90th anniversary of Universal Monsters is this year. Oh. Changed it. I did change it. I was going to do something more personal, and, but I think it's too weird and long-winded, so I'm just changing it to this. Uh, yeah, 90th anniversary of uh, Universal Horror Movies. Uh, that started with Dracula in February 1931 and was heightened by Frankenstein in uh, November of 1931. So... Uh, it's, uh, I think other things have been grandfathered in after that, like uh, silent movies that Lon Chaney was in, like Phantom of the Opera and Hunchback of Notre Dame and stuff like that. But definitively, Universal became the House of Horror in 1931. So very cool. This is the 90th anniversary. Just thought it was something worth noting. And uh, if you're really into it and you feel safe enough to go out into the world, uh, there's a lot of uh, theaters that are going to play double bills of Universal monster movies in October to include Dracula and Frankenstein. And I think the other pairing is The Invisible Man and The Wolfman. So just kind of look up your local listings. You might be able to check out TCM-curated Universal Monster Movies. Jeff, cool. what you got?
0: Well, I'm headed to California again on Monday night. And while I'm out there, my friend and I have tickets to the Icons of Darkness exhibit... Which is just this huge collection of uh, uh, movie props that are like screen used movie props and stuff. I have the website pulled up. I can read the description. Nice. Uh, Representing over 100 years of Hollywood film history curated and collected over the last 60 years, Icons of Darkness uh, is on display to the public for the first time ever, offering a chance to get up close and personal with hundreds of its most spectacular items. The exhibition is a unique opportunity to experience one of the world's most extensive privately owned collections of authentic sci-fi, fantasy, and horror film memorabilia. From Star Wars to Jurassic Park, Terminator to Harry Potter, Batman to Iron Man, and so many more, the Icons of Darkness exhibition has something for everyone. You'll see screen news props, original costumes, life casts, production-made maquettes, make- makeup effect heads, and... Artifacts from some of Hollywood's most famous sci-fi, fantasy, and horror classics. The exhibition will feature pieces from Dracula, Frankenstein, The Wizard of Oz, Spider-Man, Edward Scissorhands, Silence of the Lambs, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and more. So that's it.
1: Yeah, when you oh. you showed it to me, Jeff, and they even have like Gremlins and stuff really? like that. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's pretty. See, amazing. That's the kind
2: of stuff that's people that live out there can take advantage of. Oh yeah. Like yeah. they get like even that, what's the museum that they're opening out there? Where it's, I can't remember what it's called, but they would talk about it on TCM where it's just like I think
1: it's like the academy is they, opening up their own museum. Yeah,
2: and it's like that's see that stuff and the exhibit that Jeff's going to that probably won't travel. I guess that mm-hmm. probably just stay there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, I'm not sure if it's like a traveling thing or not. I know that like my uh, my friend that I'm going with, to this exhibit. Uh, he's been anticipating this for a long time, and he's also a listener. Hi, Matt. No,
1: um, oh, hello, Matt.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see this. I didn't know anything about it until he like sent it to me, and I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, Do you want to go to this when you're out here? I was like, Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so nice. this looks really cool, and uh, hopefully they'll allow me to make like take little videos and stuff. Maybe I can put some stuff up on our YouTube channel.
1: I'll do some on the sly, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> go through the exhibit once, and then and then <laughs> quietly go through again. and just kind of yeah. take them yeah,
0: until they. <laughs> Sir, out. put your put your phone down. <laughs> I know there's some like going museums. to Halloween Town.
1: Yeah, there's some museums that are pretty big about that about not taking video and pictures and stuff. So oh. yeah,
0: I went to uh, the Frist once to see a Norm uh, Norman Rockwell exhibit, and I got my phone out and took like one picture. And this guy like immediately came over. and was like, "Sir, you can't do that." And I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, I I kinda see both sides of that, but yeah. All right. Well that's it. That's 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 the show. Jeff, oh, yeah. you get to pick the next movie for October.
0: <sighs> yeah. So at first I was gonna pick uh, a movie that's more of a summer horror movie, and then I thought, like, nah, I should probably do something a little more Halloween-y. Not that it's necessarily set at Halloween, but I think American Werewolf in London is a, a better like October movie and it's streaming for free on Peacock but if you don't want to watch it on Peacock you can rent it on everything else Amazon Prime, voodoo Apple <laughs> yeah. TV, YouTube
1: about, about so, as mainstream as you get so there's really no excuse not yeah. to be able to check that one out before the podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or if you're like me you have the Blu-ray and you just watch the, blu- <laughs> the Blu-ray.
1: <laughs> so. Nice. Uh, nineteen. I think it's 81s. Yeah. American Werewolf in London. John Landis. Rick Baker. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Jeff and Kia, thank you for participating. Welcome.
0: Thank you for being here. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. There, there was also... Uh, Kia, do you want
2: to... Oh, well, on Facebook, we got a message from a listener that was requesting that we do Body Parts, yeah, the movie Body Parts, which I have never seen. I don't body think Craig's parts.
1: I've seen it, yes. It's just oh, stars, seen it? It stars Jeff Fahey. It's, it's about a guy that gets a, a transplant. He loses, I think his arm and his eye in some accident, and he gets a transplant, uh, experimental transplant to replace those parts. And slowly he discovers something is amiss mm. with those donated parts. Mm. Uh, I think it was originally called Choice Cuts. Ew. I think that's the name of the book <laughs> it's based on from what I remember. Oh. Uh, it's an interesting movie, though. And uh, definitely always reach out, guys, if you, if you have requests and stuff like that. It's definitely in the docket. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it at some point because yeah. we appreciate someone reaching out like that, someone enthusiastic about a movie, and they want to hear us talk about it. So thank you very much, and we'll look at it. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff has a. Oh, you had like a mischievous grin, oh, I so just, I thought
0: maybe you were. I was just looking it up on IMDb, and yep. then I also saw Brain Scan, and I was like, "Oh, we should do Brain Scan." <laughs> I've never seen Brain Scan. Wait, is Brain Scan—the but... one
2: with Christopher Walken?
1: No, uh, That's no, something it's else. uh Thinking of Dead Zone.
2: No, I was thinking of something else because it has like Natalie Wood. It's like her last picture. Oh wow! So it's like on...
0: Edward Furlong and Franklin are in it.
2: Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs>
1: all right well thanks for listening goodbye thank you
2: goodbye
0: thank you for listening to the half-assed horror cast you can find us on instagram at half-assed horror cast facebook at half-assed horror twitter at h a horror cast And you can send us an email at halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com.